welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is Season 2, Episode 18, the one where Dr. Ramore dies. Bye, Dr. Ramore. Bye. I don't remember how this one opens up, actually. I do. Oh, okay. Ashley remembers. They are watching Days of Our Lives. Oh, um, yeah. Everybody's there but <laughs> Ross. And then they're like, and he's like, I'm your half-brother. Oh, like, right. Whatever. We could never and, be together that way. Yeah. And then, and she like drops his hands and is like, yeah. And it's like, and then he tells some crazy plot line about like, we go to Belize and we meet our other, Brazil, sorry, I can't remember which one. We meet our other half brother, Ramon. Ramon. And then Ramon Ramore? Yeah. <laughs> Ramon I just Ramore. realized that. And then they, um, yeah, and then they. I don't know, steal some diamond, and I can't remember the rest of it, but it's one of those, like, some, crazy... The world's largest emerald, but we find out it's cursed. It's cursed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Chandler's like, God, that's good television. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's so what's yeah, happening that's on Duel. That's what's happening on Duel. Uh, so I'm just going to keep going with that, even though the, it's the uh, track title of the... Yeah, go on the show it's kind of like minimal in in as far as screen time goes yeah um so joey reveals to phoebe that he is in soap opera die dressed and he had you know a picture in an interview and i also realized in the last episode uh rachel didn't have much of a plot line and in this one phoebe doesn't really have much of a plot line she kind of just assists everybody else yeah she just Um, has like quirky little like it's it's yeah it's peak phoebe quirky yes yeah um, but she's like, ooh, reading the interview, and she's like, that's, oh, this is great. Wait, is this true? You write all your own lines? And Joey's like, yeah. They said if we don't get her there, she's going to die. And if I said, and I said, if we don't get her there in time, she won't live or whatever, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is like not you writing your own lines. No. And she's like, uh, you think maybe the writers will care? And he's like, I don't think so. I never really thought about the writers before. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they kill him off um the guy's like oh, i'll show him writes his own lines and uh when they're actually like in the scene i love how like hesitant joey is to finish his lines and he's like uh, they're calling me on the elevator anyone else need to go dr so-and-so and he's like no no they just called you they just <laughs> called you yeah and he's like okay <laughs> And uh, I was I was looking at something, and it was saying uh, when Doctor Drake Ramore falls down the elevator shaft, the six second fall means he fell approximately five hundred and eighty feet before hitting the bottom, or about a fifty story hospital. Did you? So jeez, uh, someone so did that were... horrifying math for me. Thank you, physics professors, <laughs> or however like, that, that works. Actually. I guess if you think like six seconds when you really count it out is quite a long time to be falling before you hit the ground. Um, Because if you jumped off a roof, you'd hit the ground in like two seconds. Yeah, that's a good point. And so you're saying just like how long it takes between him falling and the thump. Yeah. And the velocity, I guess he would pick up or something like velocity. I don't really know. Something to do with wind. (laughs) I Something to do with wind. I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to science, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, You don't? We couldn't uh, tell. I know. It's shocking that the communication major (laughs) is not good at science. Um, But, uh, yeah, so apparently the only doctor who could save him was him, which is a bummer. It's called irony or something. 
irony or something. Um, yeah, that yeah, was that's, that that's was pretty sad. much all that happens. I feel like um, I'm just trying to think about that one. I feel like yeah. So they. Um, they're like, can we please watch this? And they're like, well, Joey's not here. And they go, he knows what happens. Let's just watch it. And so, of course, mm-hmm. Joey's like at home moping, which I would Hiding. be too. Yeah. And then he's like, I just hope nobody would notice or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy. I know. Poor sweet Joey. Pretty so but it. dumb. Pretty but dumb. I'm sorry. That's yeah. pretty dumb. So he just, I mean, he just got his new apartment. I guess two episodes ago, because that's the one where he moved out. But he's only had his apartment for like a week before, maybe a month, before he got killed off on the show. So It's pretty rough. That's pretty rough going. I know. I feel bad for him. Um, Well, while he's uh, living in his own personal hell in his fancy new porcelain fountain apartment... um, (laughs) We're getting to know Eddie a little bit more. And Phoebe once again kind of steps in and coaxes Eddie out of his room. And uh, is like, oh, shoot, I can't stay and chat. I got to go. And so Chandler well, and yeah. Eddie start chatting. And yeah. obviously they're like hanging out and having a good time and getting in some laughs and all that stuff. And uh, I do think it's funny to back up for one second. I do think it's funny when Phoebe's like, oh, I forgot I have my green eggs and ham discussion group. Well, I was going to say, uh, even before that, when Chandler's like, come on, play foosball with me. And she's like, no, a human rights violation. <laughs> a bunch of men forced to play soccer forever or something like that. Yeah. She's a kook. She's a kook. She's yeah. a kook. So she's um, being silly. But she gets Eddie out of his room. She does. I mean, clearly he wants to chat because he's had a, a rough go of it lately. Yeah. Brings up the beloved Tilly. Yeah, so they're telling and, funny stories. Right. And Eddie's version of a funny story is so pretty, funny. It's pretty bleak. The she made me yeah. a bunch of pancakes and then she looked at me and said, "Eddie, I don't want to be with you anymore." And it's like she ripped my heart out and smeared it all over my life. And then And then got, he starts to laugh like a crazy person. Like a maniac. Yeah. And he's like that's not funny, is it? Or something like that. And you're like, oh, dear. And it's like he was really normal up until now. That's true. He was quiet but normal. Yeah. Which I don't think it's weird to, like, hang out in your room with a roommate you don't know. I don't think that's weird at all. I hang out in my you know, room with like, roommates I do know. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he was pretty normal up until Tilly gets brought up. And then, what do you know? Tilly drops by with the fish, <sighs> with the tank. fish tank. And she's so cute. You know, and she normal. is cute. And she's like, yeah, he's kind of intense, isn't he? And Chandler's like, yes. To, is Can it Eddie a little you? bit? Yeah. A little bit what? Yeah, then Eddie walks in. A little bit country? A little country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how awkward. I know. It's so weird. And then he's just like, oh, you had sex with her, didn't you? Like, I know you did. You sleep with my ex. You insult my intelligence by lying to me. And then you kill my buddy. My fish buddy. (laughs) Which is such a great name for a fish. I know. Yeah, but I love when, uh, like, he freaks out and obviously, like, we switch scenes or whatever. And then Chandler comes back later and he's like, hey, buddy, Pecan Sandy. And he's, like, suddenly so nice. Which actually creeps me out more than when people are acting crazy is when they suddenly act like nothing's wrong at e- all. Extra nice and like nothing ever happened. Yep. Yeah, it's really creepy. Um, 
which I think it's supposed to be, obviously. But he's like, are these raisins? And he's like, uh, sure. And, and I like, love when Chandler, like, just throws like, the cookie like a frisbee. <laughs> so funny. And he's like, Pe- I got pecan us a new sandy. Got us a new fishy. Oh, yeah. Do you say pecan sandy or pecan sandy? I say pecan, but I guess I don't really talk about those cookies. <laughs> Pe- I'd yeah, say like a so, pecan sandy. I'll say, so I would say pecan sandy, but I would say, like, butter pecan ice cream. Right. And I would call the nuts pecans. Okay. Yeah, but, like, as a title of a cookie, you'd say a pecan yeah. sandy. I mean, that does Which, kind of roll off the tongue a bit more, it I does. suppose. Pecan sandy. A pecan? Sounds Butler. like a showgirl. Butler, get me a pecan. <laughs> Up next is pecan sandy. <laughs> pecan sandy. No, pecan sandy is working oh. in the kitchen. Pecan sandy. Um, yeah. I, he also, at one point before that, though, um, Chandler's talking to the other crew, and he's like, he stole the insoles out of all of my shoes. Oh, yeah, I know. It's just just bizarre. Yeah, he's a weirdo, for sure. He's a weirdo. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so he gets all normal, or like fake normal. Kind of normal. And he's like, look, I got us a new fishy, and I even named him after you. I named him Chandler <laughs> after you. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, that's not a real fish. That's just a goldfish cracker. That's a goldfish cracker. Okay, and I was looking at night. the fish tank. Right. Okay, good night, you weirdo, or whatever yeah. he says. But I was looking at the fish tank, and it honestly looks like the entire thing is filled with glue, and they put the goldfish, like, suspended in slime. In jello. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Cause I, I, because it it's not water. It it's not water, and it would have just sort of disintegrated, and it would have um, sunk, I think, or floated. Oh, I don't right. Know. But yeah, mm-hmm. it must be like a jello mold with a goldfish cracker yeah. in the middle. Oh, you're probably right. That's a good one. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so Eddie is like super weirdo. For yeah. sure. And um, little does Chandler know, but Joey's in the process of losing his job. So I don't know, guys. Seems like a good opportunity to me. I feel um, like their their trajectories might be I heading like towards each other. Yeah, they're like going to get somewhere soon with this. But I don't know what. Just a big surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where we end with Eddie. It's kind of a little bit, not a cliffhanger per se, but like he's just being super weird. Yeah, things intense. aren't good. Things aren't good, and that's yeah. kind of where they leave it with Eddie um, for now. And then the other plot line is... Ugh, I love it. The <laughs> the couples, Monica invites Richard over to hang out at her apartment for the night instead of his apartment. And what was funny to me is that he's like, oh, I don't, I don't have my pajamas. And she's like, well, maybe you don't need them. And Ross is like, my little sister, ladies and gentlemen. And I feel like he's always heckling her. But when he wants to talk about... His sexy time, we're all supposed to just, like, listen and enjoy and ask questions and cheer <laughs> him and on, memorize, put it in our calendars. Like, yes, we're supposed to remember his sex anniversary and, you know, <laughs> like, listen to him say, well, uh, you know, there was touching. Like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> such a double standard from Ross and Monica. Mm. Um. And uh, so it's decided Richard's coming over and Phoebe's like, oh, and I just have to say of all the guys Monica's been with and there have been a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like you best. Oh, and um, Phoebe. I know. And he's like, oh, apparently there's been a lot. But what is up with all the daisies that Phoebe's wearing? Um, I didn't notice that. But this is right after she gets off stage 
or yes. you know, the stool. When she's singing, I feel like the song deserves a shout out. And the crusty old man said, <laughs> I'll do what I can while the rest of the men played maracas. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> it just sounds like she's getting started, but she's like, okay, thank you. Oh, it's um, such a funny, I the feel crusty like old man. A crusty old man. I feel like the dress that she's wearing is the same dress that Katherine Heigl wears in Wish Upon a Star. Oh. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I think so. It's, um, I think it's, they've definitely already switched. And I think it's when they're like, they've kind of made up and they're trying to fix each other's lives. Like yeah. the things that they've messed up. Um, yeah, it's like a black dress with like colorful daisies on it. And I feel like and that's what Phoebe's wearing. So maybe white, I'm going to have to find a screen grab. White knee socks? Uh, in... Wish in, Upon a Star. Wish Upon a Star yeah. for sure. But I think she's wearing knee socks in every outfit. I think with every very clueless outfit. Very mask. clueless. Very much sign of the times. Which if you guys have never seen Wish Upon a Star, it is on one of the video streamings. And I don't remember which one. <gasps> but it? I've watched it in recent times. Yes. Oh my gosh. Did it hold up? It always, I mean, I've probably watched it every few years at least. So, I mean, it's cheesy. Yes. But, oh, I know what it was. I when I watched Witch Upon a Star recently on a video streaming service and not like the VHS from high school. Yeah. Um <laughs> it had it was the whole movie. There were scenes that were cut out. Did you know that? Um probably not. So like when we watched it on Disney Channel, there were scenes yeah. that were cut out. Yeah, so you know the part where she like comes to school in like the leather get up yes, and she's yes. playing the music and it just shows her like getting up on the table, the table and like then turning on the music and then the teacher comes over and turns it off yes um there's a whole scene of her like walking across and singing like provocatively on top of the tables ah that they were like and they probably cut that can't out. show this on the disney channel mm-hmm. right and they make some sort of other reference earlier on that was always cut out that I'd never seen before. There were like three or four little spots. That was probably the only like whole scene. Right. But I was like, what in the world? I've never seen this before. How interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to find it because I love Wish Upon a Star. I know. And it was a Disney, it was a like a made for Disney movie. It was and called a Disney Channel original movie, Renee. It's a, a DCOM. DCOM. Come on. So you it was this. a DCOM. I do know this, but it was before DCOM was a thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was a Disney Channel original movie, but what's funny to me is that it was made for Disney Channel by Disney Channel to be played onto the Disney Channel, and they still cut scenes out. <laughs> right. It's like, did, it's like, but you did this. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't know if maybe they played it a couple of times, and either they needed it to be shorter for, like, commercials, uh, or, or maybe like it got a lot of pushback. Mary, my, my mom called and was like, your mom uh, called. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the boys stop here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so her shirt, her dress reminds me of Wish Upon a Star, which is like totally off topic, but, but I love always Wish Upon a Star. On topic. But we, we love will, Wish Upon a Star. We will find it and put screen grabs side by side, I think. Yeah. Definitely. And everyone go watch it. Okay. Everyone go watch it. Um, it. It features a young Catherine Heigl and nobody else you'll ever recognize. True. And it's where I learned what the word mealy meant. <laughs> Ooh, good vocab word. Mm, thank you. Um,. I yeah so they go the couples go back to the apartment yeah and Richard's kind of like so what does a lot mean you yeah know? And he's kind of bugging her about it and uh, he's I don't like, think Give he me a ball. he's not so it's he's he's kind of like he's just like oh a lot oh boy and she's like oh no and like he's kind of he's not saying like 
by the way, tell me how many people. He's just kind of I guess that's true. He's kind of like, huh, a lot? And then she gets really cagey about it. That's true. And so I think that's when he's like, like, just give me a ballpark. Like, what are we dealing with? Because she wasn't like, oh, she, I mean, she does. She's like, Phoebe's crazy. Like, and then Rachel's like, Phoebe's dead. But, um, but she doesn't say like, we'll like, we'll talk about it. Don't worry about it. I think it's because she tries, like she gets really uncomfortable and tries to blow it off. So then he starts pushing. So then he feels like he has something to be nervous about. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, when she's like, he's like, give me a ballpark. And she's like, definitely less than a ballpark. Yeah. (laughs) Which is clever. It's definitely less than a ballpark. Yeah. Um, And then after he tells, she tells him her number, which they don't reveal on screen. No, they don't. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah. But he's like, oh, okay. Now I feel a lot better just knowing and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, so now let's talk about you only having two. Yeah. And he's like, well, I've only slept with a woman I've been in love with. And she's like, what? What do you mean? And right then and there, Ben sitting next to me goes, oh, no. He's about to drop the L-bomb way too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, this is like three three or four episodes. Yeah. Um, Maybe this is the fourth episode they've been dating. I think this is the fourth. Yeah. um, But the first being the one that they, like, kissed and we saw each other. Or, like, rekindled. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so he's like, oh, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. Now I know, or you know now, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but they're kind of like, oh, this is so special. And then on the other side, Ross and Rachel are like talking about their number. And and I think that one is Ross goes, so what's your number? So he does like come right out yeah. and ask. And she says, and it's like four or five guys. And yeah, she's like. Yeah, oh, and then but Paolo all it was was and Paolo he's like, and... oh, the weenie from Torini, which is so funny. I know. Yeah, and, and then she's, she's like, like well, it was yeah. just animal sex, like meaningless. Yeah, and and what we have is so much better. And he's like, oh, animal, like, and of course Ross once again can't let anything go. Yeah, and she's like, he, that it tries to be nuts. Right when she's like trying to explain to him and he won't listen, he's like having Tourette's in the corner, like. Pulling on the plug of the uh, the clicker of the light switch, yeah. And like, if she if he would just listen to her, she's saying like it literally meant nothing, right? Literally meant nothing. I would erase all of it because what we have is the best. And, but like, and also the whole thing, and like, I know that Ross was never supportive of them, but the whole thing about Paolo was that I was about to say Jennifer Aniston. No, she's it's probably not her. Her sex life is probably fine. Um. Rachel had said that, like, all she ever had was, like, boring, like, boring, bland, you know, Barry. Well, and even, like, before that, she was, like, even, you know, presumably all the guys that she had slept with before Barry, she just said that she'd never had a passionate relationship. Yeah, So it's probably, like, high school, you know, high school boyfriends or whatever that wasn't passionate. And then this boring guy that she met, you know, fresh out of college or whatever. And... And so, like, why would you be mad at her for, like, having, like, a flingy-type relationship or whatever when it's, like, she'd never had anything that was passionate before? And so mm-hmm. it kind of, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's getting all crazy about it. But it's not like she was, like, oh, and then there was Paolo. Hmm. You know? like Yeah, I wish he was here now. Yeah, she was just saying, like, oh, yeah, then there's Paolo. But that was just, like, meaningless animals. And she's, like, obviously saying, like, in comparison to everything else, like. Right. I don't know. I feel like you, yeah, I feel like he needs to like understand that that was, 
that served a purpose in her life, I suppose. Right. Well, and like clearly she if she wanted to be with Paolo, she'd be with him right now. You know? Yeah. But she I doesn't. do get that it's it's Ross being insecure and thinking like, oh great, totally. like theirs was so good and whatever, and like I'm just boring Barry or something like mm-hmm. that. But you're right. right. He should listen and stop breaking right. her stuff in her room. He just can't listen. Um, he can't listen. But yeah, so finally she's like, this is the best I've ever had. We have so much together. We connect. We have intimacy. Like that is so important to me. Um, and it's the best I've ever had. And he's like, until now. And he yeah. like pulls her down, starts kissing her, which I'm glad. I'm like, good, Ross. Channel that energy. Get over it. Um, but... It does feel like it's a little bit controlling, that the only way for him to listen and get over it was for her to say, this is the best I've ever had. So it's kind yeah, of like... probably true. What if that wasn't true, though? And like, so does she... Ha- like, which isn't... That doesn't necessarily mean that it's... Like, I think, I think it is true, and I think she's telling the truth. But, like, you shouldn't have to, like, just say what your partner wants to hear in order to have, a, like, a peaceful relationship. I know. But that's, I mean... So that, Tell that feels, to Ross. Yeah. It, it feels like a little bit of a controlling move on his part is like, mm-hmm. until she admitted that you were the best she's ever had, mm-hmm. you were going to freak out and make her life miserable. And flick, flick the light switch 200 times. But yeah, so everybody's kind of made up and everybody's ready yeah. to uh, have a fun night. And <laughs> they get to the, the girls run into the bathroom oh. and they're both like, oh, Richard told me he loved me. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so great. And she goes into the... Uh, condoms and only pulls out one. Yeah. And there's no more. And don't you question, don't you think that those should be like a personal purchase that maybe you keep in your nightstand in your room and not like a Costco item that you share with your roommate? Like butter or toilet paper? Well, I was going to ask, like, doesn't Monica have a diaphragm she can be using? (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's, I mean, we also have to think about not just Preventing pregnancy, but also, you know, STDs STDs and all that. Good point. So That's a lot of different apparatus. It is a lot of apparatuses. You think you would just like, I mean, the condom kind of covers all your bases, literally. Um, But, you know, whatever. Maybe she still left the diaphragm at Richard's from the last episode. I'm not really sure. But, Um, yeah, I hear what you're saying is, like, I guess I always assumed, and this is probably unfair of me, but I guess I always assumed that Monica's probably the one that bought them because Monica's the one that buys everything. Right. And that Rachel's just freeloading a little bit. I know, but I kind of feel like that's being like, oh, the, I don't know. It's just like a thing that usually you have your own of, I thought. <laughs> Probably. Um, I um, mean. But also, it's New York City. There is always a bodega open. That's true. Like, get you some. Go downstairs. Do, yeah. Just, yeah. I do. I, f- I hear what you're saying. Unless maybe they, like, were at Costco together and were like, well, we'll just have some of these for the <laughs> for the house. But yep. um, I also kind of feel like it's typically one of those things that, like, I, I remember reading about the, I either read about it in one of Mindy Kaling's books or it's part of the Mindy Project, one of her episodes, where like she's like, you know, it's more common for guys to kind of supply that sort of habit. And like if you're a girl, you have to be like, oh, I don't know. Oh, weird. Hmm. Do I have it? Hmm. Because, you know, she's like, you have to oh. play, play the like. I don't know exactly where these are and have them on hand all the time and, like, am super sexually active. She's like, you kind of have to play coy about it, I think she was mm-hmm. saying. I don't know if that's still true anymore, but it does feel like a little bit of a double standard. Because to me, it's just like, 
it's just something that if you are sexually active, you're being safe. So right. I don't know why well, that's and- like a silly, embarrassing thing. Like it's just protective. Right. Well, and these two couples are both in committed relationships, so I feel like even less so it shouldn't have to be like a I don't think it's like a coy thing. Right. No, I don't well, I don't but, think they're being that coy either. Oh, I but see. Like, okay. I was just saying that like that's the whole like not having them in your nightstand right next right. to your bed because that's too gotcha. like slut shamey or whatever. But um right. but obviously which obviously neither of these women, like they're both in committed relationships. But um, yeah, maybe they just were at Costco and bought them together, and that was their <laughs> roommate decision. And maybe. and it was it's yeah. But you're right; one of them could go downstairs to a bodega. Yeah, that's probably where I'd be. Um, but when they come out and they oh well, they like rock paper scissors for it. Oh, actually, sorry, I want to back up. And Rachel's like, no, I'll um clean yeah. the apartment for two months and she's like I'll give this to you right now if you can tell me where the dustpan is and Rachel's yeah. like oh. I know it's so funny <laughs> oh it's so good obviously Monica knew that she would not know where the dustpan is and it was a pretty safe bet um but when they come out after they decide that uh Monica or that Ross and Rachel are going to take the condom Ross and Richard are talking uh well before when they are talking and there's like, like oh so have you always um had your mustache uh, were you in Nam? Yeah, were you so? Were you in Nam? Like it's so funny. It cracks it's so random. me up. But then when they come, the girls come outside and they're arguing about a uh, deer hunter and coming home. I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. So I googled it, and it says that during Ross and Richard's argument on who is right about deer hunter and coming home, Richard is correct. Deer hunter was John Savage losing his legs, and coming home was John Voight paralyzed. So Does putting that, mean that to anything rest to anybody? means nothing to me. No. Uh, but I'm guessing it means something to Somebody. guys who grew up in the 70s and 80s. I and mean, I'd probably give it to Richard considering he's like a full 20 years older and was mm-hmm. like of deployment age during NAM. So. Oh, is this about NAM? Because I don't even know. Yeah. It's, I oh, think okay. those are movies about Vietnam. Oh, both Vietnam War movies. I see. Okay. Well, uh, they settled that, and um, <laughs> glad that's settled. <laughs> Ooh, glad that's settled. And uh, Ross and Rachel go. Did you think it was weird? Sorry that they just did rock paper scissors once, and it wasn't best two out of three. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a great point, Ashley. Ashley and I always play best two out of three, and we um, always play. And we always throw the first scissors one. is first. Just, to, mm-hmm. just we do, to warm up. Yeah, it's a warm up. rules. It's gentleman. It's a gentlemanly rule yep. and we do rock paper scissors shoot yep both on scissors for the yep. first one we've been doing this since 1999 yeah um yeah i don't know why but we've always done it so i don't know yeah maybe we did it on accident a couple times in a row once or something and then somehow it's so it's just our thing is you rock paper scissors shoot it's always scissors in the first one and then you uh-huh. go and it's always best two out of three come on so do you want to play rock, paper, scissors really quick, even though we're on audio? And we'll do rock, paper, scissors, and then say what we'll throw and see who wins. So instead of saying shoot, we'll say what yeah. we throw? Oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This okay. is Ready? difficult, but okay. Yep. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Yep. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Rock, paper. <laughs> no, this doesn't yes. work. Because Except for like, I got paper and you said rock, so I win. But I said rock before you said paper. No, I was saying paper. I promise. Okay. I 
Well, you win that one, but let's do our last one. Oh, okay. And rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors, scissors. scissors. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for the last one? No. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Okay, ready, ready, ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Rock, rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors rock. Scissors. Okay. I said rock we'll before you said you. scissors. We'll give it to you. It sounds to me like I was talking first, but we're going to let you have that one. Uh, Folks at home, I cannot recommend playing rock, paper, scissors over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> choose a different game. Maybe too hard. choose. Too hard. Um, it's not like that settled. Um so we play rock, paper, scissors. We've never played it over the phone before, and we probably never will never again. Never will again. But hey, you got to try. Um, you don't know until you try. I mean, we're not around each other enough mm. to play it in real life, so. We could video if we really wanted to. I guess that's true. That might anyway. be better. It is a great um, way anyway. to decide arguments. So I do, if you're ever with people and you need to decide something, I always recommend. It's very even. Rock, paper, scissors. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And it is fun. Um, but yeah, I love at the very end of the uh, episode when. Ross comes out in his little pink robe and Richard comes oh, out in his different little pink robe. His, like, like red. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. And they, and they both try like, to both act start cool. jumping around like, whoo, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just cracks me up. It's so funny. This probably goes without saying, but I feel like Tom Selleck is such a good actor. I know. I love him so much. He is a great actor. And I feel like he's good at this specific type of acting because there's lots of people who are good actors, but when it comes to this like sitcom style, they mm-hmm. don't quite have like like the um, the scenarios or the lines are too far like too out there. You know what I mean? Like it's right. too like zany would never really happen in real life. And yep. so there's some actors that are a bit awkward with it, but um, he does it so well. And I, I know he's been on TV shows, and I guess he was in Three Men and a Baby, but um, I don't feel like he was ever really in sitcoms, but he just does it really no. well. Magnum P.I. Yeah, he was Magnum P.I. He was in some other movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember. He's friends. He was on Friends. Yeah, that's what we know him from. <laughs> I know him from Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little oh, yeah. Lady, which I is did love comedy, but yeah, he just was well, so shout out to uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah, love you, Tom. Love you, Tom. Um, but that's it for this episode. Yeah, that is, isn't it? That's uh-huh. kind of short and sweet. I don't feel like, I mean, do we have any personal anecdotes to share? Other than rock, paper, scissors, I don't think so. No, that was a pretty good one, obviously. Oh, goodness. Um... Did we, we did talk about, yeah, the crazy roommates. Hey, if anybody out there listening has some like outlandish roommate stories, mm-hmm. we'd I love would, to hear. I would love to hear that. I'm not going to lie mm-hmm. to you. Send those too. in and we'll anonymously share them if we or get your if permission. Or if your soap opera character has been pushed down an elevator shaft, we would also love to hear that. Yeah, but we don't want to hear other stuff about soap operas because I don't care enough about those. I still want to hear if you have a good story. Don't tell Ashley, opera? just tell me. Yeah. If it's real. Oh, if it's real. Yeah, sorry. It's just like, I don't want to hear what's happening in, like, The Young and the Restless. No. I don't. <laughs> Why would someone tell us that? I don't know. I don't understand what you're <laughs> asking. <laughs> no, I was joking. I was saying if somebody else was on a soap opera. A soap opera. All of our soap opera listeners. All of our soap opera listeners, which I'm sure we have tons. So tons. 
Yeah. yeah, okay. No, fair enough. Listen, guys, just get in touch. Tell us whatever you want. You can message yeah. us directly at Best Friends Club Podcast on Instagram, or you can do the same Best Friends Club Podcast at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know your best crazy roommate stories or funny soap opera moments or. Or how you play rock, paper, scissors. A great time that you played rock, paper, scissors to determine something. <laughs> let us know. Over the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, then no, that'd um, be good. Let us know. We want to hear about it. We'd love to. And we will see you guys next time for episode 19, which is the one where Eddie won't go. <gasps> love that one. Our time with Eddie is, Eddie is kind of coming to a close. Or is it? Or is it? He won't go, apparently. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you then. Yeah, see you next time, guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.